0: So, so, okay, hey,
1: great. That's really cleared this whole situation out for me.
0: Well, that makes two. It's because just a second ago, I thought that I'd have been shot to death.
1: Oh, gosh. This not really bake your noodle, but I think you were just taking a little time out.
0: I'm afraid you were actually quite dead. Sorry, what? I'm dead. We're dead? Yes.
1: Yes, Mark. I think she's right. Yes, I think we died. Hello there. Hello, sir.
0: How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can hear from the quality of the recording that I am almost at zero battery because Tiny Bean likes to watch videos of sleeping kitties uh, to go to sleep.
1: <laughs> that is adorable. That is adorable.
0: It has... It has potential to be adorable. It does.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: well. I suppose we should, we, we, could, we could start this off right. And we could welcome all of our roomies to the House of Nerd.
1: Indeed. I, I don't know that I'm following, but... Um...
0: Well, if it is a House of Nerd then it stands to reason that our oh. listeners would indeed be our roomies. Oh, my God. So, I am getting... What's I'm, up, I'm, roomies?
1: I'm terrible at <laughs> the dad jokes.
0: I had a lot of time to think tonight <laughs> in preparation for this.
1: I heard that you maybe might have had a rough day um, through the grapevine, as it were. Um,
0: it was indeed a day. This is the it, first day back in the office after being uh, told we were remote. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it, 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 the rest of it's still a process, but, you know, paperwork.
1: Well, we uh, I, I think the last time we recorded, um, I, I think we should do acknowledge the animal in the room um, in that <laughs> we are still... Uh, we we still only have one child um, for House of Nerd. <laughs> we're we're still a one child podcast, um, but we are we are knocking on the door of potentially being a two child podcast.
0: Um, oh man, the first thought I had is just terrible <laughs> about exactly what that door that is being knocked. Is. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, <laughs> you're a bad person. I am. Not- oh man, it's the first thing. But I'm not. I don't know why that popped in. I'm <laughs> not yeah, podcasting. I'm so, so, I just I'm so sorry. Labor.
1: I'm that's, so sorry. It's not happening. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a greater than zero percent chance that at some point during this show, my wife may come in here or scream at me <laughs> that um, the, the show it's is go over. Time. It's so, yeah.
0: um, so we got to hit it and get it. Which is not convenient that my computer just decided it was going to crash. So we we might be we might be flying blind, or at least least for me. I (laughs) I mean, we definitely prepare for everything.
1: I have so much news to talk about. Um, Oh, uh, good! Legitimately, uh, so much has happened. Um, So we are going to rapid fire some of these things. Some of these, which is good
0: because Uh, I feel like the episode is kind of like
1: it deserves it deserves a a lot.
0: I Uh, I don't. I don't
1: know. I okay. Don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we we might have different opinions. Um, so let's let's just start at the top here, um, and let's go chrono let's go in the order that I have my tabs um set up here on the computer. Um,
0: <laughs> semi chronologically.
1: Semi chronologically
0: like, right. like brain brain wise chronologically.
1: Working backwards from today. How's that? Oh. Um today is mm. May the 9th. Um, we're recording on May the 9th, and the reason I'm bringing that up is that uh, Snark, I, the official Star Wars Twitter account, um, tweeted out today dun, that dun. Ahsoka, an original series, has officially started production today.
0: Was that tweet today?
1: It was. It was, in fact. Oh, made. that's very ninth-
0: exciting. I thought th- that was like three weeks ago that you sent me that text.
1: No, no. Because
0: that's how long this fucking day is filmed.
1: <laughs> I think it, it is, it's important to bring this up only because, uh, you know, obviously we're all very excited for Ahsoka uh, and the fact that they are officially, yes. they're officially shooting now. Um, just want to point out that the, the cast chair for Ahsoka...
0: But not was... shooting like an Alec Baldwin movie.
1: No, no. Okay, was... good. I just want to make
0: sure because that would be terrible. That's... Please don't do that again.
1: That's a good clarification. That's a Thank good you. clarification. Yeah.
0: The official stance um, of the House of Nerd podcast is uh, people should not shoot people on movie sets.
1: Or or anywhere, for that matter. Anywhere. Yeah. But um, so, you know, just just of note, uh, the official Star Wars account tweeted it. So it's happening. Um, and the photo that they used to tweet out the news does contain a particular black cowboy hat um, that is synonymous yeah. with a certain person. Um one, Mr. Dave Filoni, who we we have given many ideas.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Clint Eastwood. No, no. Hang him high.
1: (laughs) No, I I think it is just, um, it's tongue in cheek. I mean, the actual account goes on to later, you know, kind of poke fun at the fact that it is Dave Filoni's cowboy hat is appearing in Ahsoka. So um, I think it's safe to say that we can very well assume that Dave Filoni is going to be super involved with. Uh,
0: this at so- the very least, he is yes. leaving articles of clothing on random sets. random at the very at the, at the very <laughs> least.
1: That's that's a very interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Hot
1: take. Moving on. <laughs> Item number two, and I'm going to bring up
0: the also known as Dos in Mexico. Uh,
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> Item number two. Um, Marvel Studios and Disney's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the numbers are in. Is out. It is, <laughs> and you people wanted to see this movie. Um, a Doctor to the Strange, tune
0: of like two hundred million, or I, I forget what it was. It's something ludicrous.
1: hundred and eighty-five million dollars domestically, and then four hundred and fifty million dollars globally. Um, mm. the second biggest film of the pandemic era. You want to take so a. I... What, I see that. Uh, I
0: was. I, was saying, I see that my uh, my not being able to go did not hurt their ticket sales.
1: No, it did not.
0: Um, it did. That's good. I would hate well, for that to happen. So, the the single
1: biggest movie of the pandemic area era. Do you want to take a a stab at what it could be?
0: Mm, I'm gonna go with uh, Spider Man. Bingo. Circle, goes right.
1: square, sir. Um, that is that is a good thing for marvel tv it's a good thing for marvel uh marvel movies it is a great thing for those of us who like nerddom um it's a great thing for house of nerd because that means we're getting more freaking movies um and it is Hell yeah. seen it. i've seen it um i know the snark has not seen it so
0: so we can play this fun game
1: <laughs> so the official <laughs> policy of house of nerd is that we will not discuss any topics that contains spoilers in them for the snark's sake. No. Um, and I think we will simply say there will be a, rea- <laughs> there will be a reaction podcast. Once the snark has seen it, um, presuming my child has not been born and I have no sleep and the snark has no sleep and in the interim. Um, well, I mean,
0: that is when we do our best work drunk will, and
1: tired. We, we will have a reaction to the podcast, to the movie. Um, I'm trying to. Th- there's a reason for that. Um, there is a, a very solid reason. It's a Marvel movie, so you guys can draw your own conclusions why. Um, but uh, Phase Four is off, and we are we are making movies and we are doing things in the universe. And I I will simply say until we do review it, um, Kevin Feige ha- is is got the MCU. We are in good <laughs> has the hammer. We are in good hands um, with the MCU. I'm. Very, very pleased with the movie. Um, huzzah, indeed, indeed. All right, moving on. Uh, we are now to let's see, this is last Thursday, so this would have been May the well, dates don't matter, and the points are made up. Um, yeah, let's see, there is a new trailer, um, for uh, HBO's Game of Thrones uh, spinoff, The House of Dragon. Um,
0: that is a thing that will air after. Uh, I
1: I, in, I enjoyed the trailer because I think it's going to do. It's going to try and recreate what Game of Thrones was prior to season seven. Um, I think they are
0: fighting an uphill battle. I believe would be uh, or that. Uh, that's my my personal take. Yeah. I,
1: look, I mean, if you read the. There was a book um, that George R. R. Martin and um, he had like, you know, how Clancy puts out books where it's like he writes them with someone or like he he would give you like the the like outline and then somebody else would write the book, basically. Yeah. Um,
0: or they would just slap his name on it and say that he was involved, even though he had zero involvement whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Kind of yeah. like that. Um, kind of like that.
0: He's like Michael Jackson. He's still making books. There is. uh, How is Tupac still recording?
1: That's a good question. Um, (laughs) But there's a book um, that came out uh, in 20. The book actually came out in 2018. I I actually bought it on Audible in 2019. I listened to it during the pandemic, but uh, it's called Fire and Blood, um, which is like the 300 years immediately prior to the Game of Thrones TV show um, that roughly lays out the storyline of what House of Dragon is going to be. Um, If you are like me and you cannot wait for anything in the Game of Thrones universe, I highly recommend it. Um, The book is is a Targaryen dynasty book, basically laying out the history of the Targaryen family. Um, It it is dense. It's like 27 hours worth of Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. Um yikes. It's, it's good. I, That's I'm not so much time. It is. Oh it, my god. If you'll remember, in 2020, we, we didn't really have a lot to do. So like books and, and reading were kind of it for me.
0: So uh, keeping keeping that we didn't have much to do on hand, and speaking of George R. R. Martin, <laughs> how do you not have much to do and still not finish the fucking book? <laughs> finish the last book. What is it? Winds of Winter?
1: Finish one, please. Winds
0: of never going to fucking happen? Like, Ah. oh my god. Like, stop making other shit. (laughs) I I know Elden Ring, super popular. Finish your book. (laughs) Like, dude. Get it together. I know he listens, so. He does. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, is right, I like, alright, look. I I have no skin in this game. I haven't read the books. I don't actually give a shit. I just wish that I wish that he had written it so that season seven of Game of Thrones wasn't better rushed hot garbage. It
1: it was with the benefit of time and getting away from it, it was.
0: Yeah, if it had, had a if they had had the chance to flesh out what like the the story in the way that it was fleshed out in the first six seasons, it would have been phenomenal.
1: I think so. Like, I could see where they were going. I could see what they wanted to do. And I, I don't even have a Was pro- it
0: Star Wars?
1: I don't have a problem with Daenerys being the bad guy. I genuinely like that. Oh, movie.
0: you mean narratively, not the not the directors? No, <laughs> <Not> I mean <laughs> Yeah, because um, the directors just wanted to get the fuck out. <laughs> they were ready to go
1: make their Star Wars series. And I think yeah. they had at the time, they had a series called Confederate. Um, that, yeah. that they were <laughs> very ill-fated um, for it to try and do that um, yeah.
0: Oops. oopsies yeah. um,
1: no look I mean i uh, my wife and I absolutely adored adored Game of Thrones that was our that was our jam like we had just started dating I think we had watched all of it you know again prior to prior to it happening so like this was a very big deal for us Um was the, the ending of, of game of thrones and we both i think came away from the finale disappointed um yeah
0: it's kind of like a solid meh. like oh okay well like i guess that haven't happened it's kind of how i felt with uh the end of ozark too like we finished ozark and it was like oh all right oh okay oh. well i guess that's a thing that occurred
1: the, th- the thing is, is I think we both acknowledged, I think you and I had conversations at the time, we said it was like, that would not be the last you know, Game of Thrones content we see. I just Game of Thrones, the universe is so rich that you could continue telling stories. Just take your time. Tell the story the right way. honest, Honestly. Right. Just tell the story the right way.
0: It's the, the same thing we of- talk about with all these universes that are heavily heavily built, like, and that have so much potential. It's like, stop Micromanaging it, and just, just tell it, give it the space it needs to be told.
1: Please yeah. take your time. Yeah. Tell a good story.
0: It doesn't matter how long, how long or short it is. Just when the story is done, the story is done, and until then, keep going. Yep. Like, the, I mean, it, it honestly, it felt one hundred percent like they had someone's outline and they went, shit, I don't know how to flesh this out. Do you know uh-huh. how to make TV shows. I don't know how to make TV shows. Well, let's slap something on here and move on. It just I guess just make the make the outline, and uh, we'll uh, I guess we'll we'll hope everyone likes it. And and if they did not. They
1: uh, did not. You have you have two of your main characters, one of whom kills the other one.
0: That should be an iconic
1: moment in TV, and yet <laughs> it does not get the credit it deserves. Um, because it's not told well. It's just not told well. And that's disappointing. Uh, Moving moving on from something that was disappointing. um, We are now chronologically, we're back to May the 4th, um, which if you are listening to this podcast,
0: you You know know exactly
1: what this is. You know what we're about to talk about.
0: Um, Oh, wait, no, I don't know. I just mean, you know exactly what it is. It is May the 4th be with you. And well, also with you. Because that is the correct response.
1: That is. That's how I end, you know, when I go to church. That's how I end when he says, Indeed. the spirit be with you. And also with you. Uh, May the 4th saw the release of a specific trailer um, for something, sir. Uh, I, I think... Oh, I, ain't
0: nobody got time for all that. <laughs> I, I so think,
1: excited. I think you have got some time to talk about this. Um, we saw a trailer for Obi-Wan. Um... And it kind of set it's, the internet on fire a little it's like bit. Like
0: hype, hype level one hundred.
1: This, this, this is this feels like you know. Okay, we're we are roughly the same age. I think we're a year or two apart. But do you remember when *Phantom Menace* came back into theaters and the hype level that was that existed for for *Star Wars* and
0: like the, the when I, they re-released the original trilogy in the theaters.
1: Yeah, a few. And years I was
0: there. Right. Mm-hmm. I was there literally opening night for all of them. <laughs> oh. I actually have the, the like Return of the Jedi, Luke Jedi Luke action figure from the theater.
1: That's fucking awesome. That's this like, trailer is the most uh, cinematic. I... It is the most cinematic, beautiful thing. This has, this is like this is like a movie. Like I, there's no other way to describe this. There is, there is beautiful sim- cinematography in this movie in this trailer like I, I desperately hope that this is good because the last time I felt this way about a trailer honestly was Rise of the Skywalker I, I, I will I will say we weren't doing the podcast at the time I remember vividly Rise of the Skywalker came out on a Friday I think it came out during uh, fan celebration or Star Wars celebration. I left work early. Because it was coming out at noon, came home, like got like uh, lunch or something, picked up fast food, came home, and sat on my bed, and I put it on the TV, and the house here, and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I, I called it sick. <laughs> I can't watch this on my phone. I need to watch this trailer." And man, I tell you, when when mm. Ray jumps over the Tie Fighter that in that scene, I was like, "This is going to be epic." And then you hear Palpatine's voice, the, or his cackle in the background, and like this is gonna, this is gonna save the franchise. Like this is the movie, right? This is the one. <laughs> and I haven't had that feeling since for Star Wars. I mean, Mando, Mando has definitely renewed my love for this this you know series. It has given me hope for the future. But this is this is on a level that like I, I am, I, I don't even know how to hype this because it is, it's just beautiful.
0: That's sort of like, we don't don't have enough time to just gush over this this trailer. Because it's, like, it is very exciting.
1: (laughs) It it is beautiful. I mean, we see the Inquisitors. We see the Third Sister, the Grand Inquisitor, the Fifth Brother. I get a
0: little bit better look at Rupert Grant. Oh. So hopefully less complaining.
1: Do you know that Owen, Owen, uh, the quote from Owen when, you know, Obi-Wan is telling Owen, uh, like, hey, I need to train Luke, and Owen says to him, like, you trained his, fa- like his father. That trended on Twitter all day on May the 4th. <laughs> that quote, that one quote, and, like, Owen Lars is, like, a throwaway character from the trilogy. This dude yeah. is having himself a moment in this show, and uh, uh, I, I, it's very and hard to be here for it. <laughs> we, we see Castle Inquisitoris, our fortress Inquisitoris, uh, there, there's just so much amazing stuff here. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into the whole trailer. Obviously, we do not have enough time. We see Forlorn, fucking Forlorn <laughs> in there. I mean, we see the Purge Troopers. There's just so much stuff, and and I, I desperately want this to be good. I,
0: Ewan McGregor is in it. It will be. Yeah. Uh, I get like, there's there's no way that he would attach himself. And go back to play this character if it wasn't something that was that was worth doing.
1: I hope so. I really hope you're right. I desperately hope that this is good
0: because we we see it, level one thousand.
1: Yeah, we, we see Anakin or Darth Vader, you know, being put together, like assembled, in this trailer. We get glimpses of Darth Vader. Like this is, I I haven't felt like this for a TV show. Like I love Mandalorian. Can't wait for season three, but like. Holy shit! This is different. This is a different ball game. Like this is hype level a thousand. That there, there's no other way to say that. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to add on to, to the snark's words, and I'm not doing a good job of it. Um,
0: but we are same, same, same.
1: Different. All right, all right. Last last bit of news, and then we will get into the episode. I promise. Um, and I saved this one for last only because we were just talking about him. Um. But uh, Ian McDiarmid, who plays the Emperor uh, Emperor Palpatine, who has now died twice on screen um, during Star Wars movies. (laughs)
0: And once in real life. And (laughs) once, yeah. Um, (laughs) But he's still making them.
1: (laughs) So um, Ian McDiarmid was at a con. He was at the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention, which is a mouthful if you say that. Um, He commented... That Emperor Palpatine's presence will be felt in one of the upcoming Star Wars shows. Um, so that means either um, Andor or Obi Wan Kenobi, um,
0: or a, any any number be. of them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be a perf- like World Between Worlds would be a perfect spot for him.
1: He does say that he is not confirming that he will see his physical body. But that you see his, you will certainly feel his presence, um, which I think certainly leads credence to the theory that maybe, you know, flashbacks, world between worlds, some something. Um,
0: is you don't really see? I mean, you kind of end up seeing Palpatine in the world between worlds, but not really.
1: You see the effects of Palpatine in the world between worlds more than anything. Else. Like,
0: I mean, he does reach his hand through and try and grab Ezra.
1: Yeah. So there's that. I think we are, you know, I heard somebody, I was listening to an MCU podcast the other day and they're talking about the concept of multiverses and, and that sort of thing. And, and the question is posed, you know, what other franchise do you see potentially playing with the multiverse? And, and, you know, Star Wars leads itself to potentially being that way, given that we already have legends, we already have so much content outside of what is now officially canon. I think if we were to see it, it would be in the form of The World Between Worlds, um, which I'm here for. Love it. I'd be okay with, honestly. I'd have to see how it's done. But anyways, big week. Uh, Just a reminder, there will be a separate podcast discussing Doctor Strange once one of us has seen it. Um, We will review that movie. We will talk about it in depth because... If you guys are anything like us, and you are because you're listening to a podcast, um, listening to these two jokers talk, yeah, sup, roomies. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about um, from that movie, um, so there will be a separate episode in your feed. Can't really tell you when, but um, but soon, so child-permitting, indeed, indeed. But all right, sir, are we ready to talk about some moon night um,
0: yeah, Ready to get locked in the asylum. <laughs>
1: I think I told you to emotionally prepare yourself for this episode.
0: Um, and, and I did, and I was whelmed.
1: it sounds like we have different tastes overall. Um,
0: I thought it was I thought it was good. I just I was like oh okay. Like I, I don't know, it didn't it didn't catch me in the feels.
1: It did a little bit for me. And I I think I
0: know It kind why. of just made sense. Oh like, it did. Or clear, it an. I feel like it answered questions.
1: I don't think we're done with the questions, though. No,
0: um, it did answer some questions. I should <laughs> helped help bring some of that about.
1: The Maybe. The thing that I was disappointed about, honestly, in this episode, was that we did not address who's in that third sarcophagus, um, right? Which that stands out to me. They sent they sent in a show like this, like a forty five minute show. 30 seconds of airtime is a lot and spending the amount of time they spent, you know, looking at that sarcophagus and and the the inferences, you know, letting Mark out of one, I think he let Steven out of one. um, There's somebody else in that sarcophagus, probably another personality. And
0: right. That we still haven't seen. Although I guess to jump, jump to the end, like we, we see the scales balance. So what the fuck's in there? My yeah. my theory is that it's his little brother.
1: It could be. That's a good theory.
0: Um, or, or rather the persona that he has created around his little brother that is now locked locked inside of him.
1: You know, I started this episode, obviously. I mean, we all started at the same place. Um, but we, we start this episode, you know, where we left off last week was with the goddess Tarweet um, you know, kind of surprising Mark and Steven in the hallway. Um, the whole, are we in an asylum? Are we not in an asylum? Um, that gets answered fairly quickly. And I appreciate the fact that they did that. And she's like, no, you're actually dead. Like, you yeah, got, you, you gone. <laughs> um, and, and like, I appreciate the fact that, that they don't make it simple, right? Like, I think at one point the question is like, oh, just send us back. And she's like, even if I could, I'd be sending you back to a bullet riddled body. Right, yeah,
0: this is a long fetch quest essentially.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the thing that I, I guess I struggle with a little bit here is doing this with Harrow, making Harrow the the psychiatrist. Um, and, and it was really well done. I, I appreciate the narrative form that they take, but making Harrow again the bad guy, make it made me wonder is somebody doing this to Mark and Steven? Or is this just his imagination? You know, he needs a bad guy, so he puts Dr. Harrow's face on, on the psychiatrist. Um, that, part, that part I struggled with a little bit.
0: Or is that even, like, is the psychiatrist office, like is, is that actual reality?
1: See, to me, I, I, I would have loved if they had played with that idea a little bit more the way that his office is kind of, if you look around the edges of his office, it's like the exposed brick and like the wrecked, like his office looks like it's just carved out of a hole in the wall. Right. Like no one has an office like that. That to me was like a visual cue of this isn't real. Right. And I think, I think they do show us that later that it's not real because at one point his nose gets bloodied and then later he's in the same place without his nose being bloodied, like I thought they did a good job of kind of giving you enough context clues to tell you what was real and what wasn't real. Um, That's just me. That's just my opinion. We can differ on this. Um, But it it sounds to me like you weren't a big fan of this episode and and the narrative of the scales having to...
0: I I thought it was super interesting. I just didn't, it didn't uh, like emotionally resonate as much i thought it was i thought it was interesting in seeing kind of what where steven came from yeah and that realization of wait i'm not because that was that's one of the things we've talked about for you know, five weeks now is, who's, who's, the, alpha. Like, who's yeah. the driver like who's the actual owner of the body where did they where did they come from and it's like oh okay it's born out of trauma and I, I don't all the details get get lost in like the overall narrative arc because a lot of the details were, were really cool. Like uh-huh. seeing the actual like trip across the sands and when they end up getting on the boat, like that was that was super cool. And it looked looked awesome. There's a lot of like little details, but essentially the the arc in my brain just like condensed immediately to okay, he had this trauma that happened he his brain helped him cope with that trauma he's now dealing dealing with that trauma and figuring it out so he no longer needs that personality and that's the scales being balanced see and, and it was like okay a b c all right like he's he's psychologically healing yes
1: and i guess for me i i agree with you i think that very that's a very astute observation. I didn't put that together that way. Um but for me, I think what I struggled with a little bit on this episode was the fact that Mark does a shitty thing at the beginning of this episode. Um and, and I struggle with the he's the one who is kind of portrayed in not a great light. He's picking on his little brother, which like, okay, I get it that's what brothers do. I did that to yeah. my little brother. Like that, that's what they do. But he got his Your brother. Your
0: roommates did that to you. So, yeah. you know, circle of life.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Very <laughs> much. But Mark, Mark got his brother killed and it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. And I don't,
0: you know, I would say he got it. He, I, I mean, it's kids playing. Like it's the, the narrative arc of it. That, that's but that- it's just like kids go and play. And it's, it's like accidents happen
1: this is different to me
0: i I disagree with you um i don't think he took him in there to go drown him he's like hey this is boring you want to go out to those caves
1: no i don't think he intentionally tried to hurt him i'm not siding with mark's mother on that i don't think he tried to kill his his brother but he did his actions did result in the death of his brother and to some degree i empathize with the mother for for the guilt and the the grief that she feels I mean, I can't imagine having two kids, and and like that
0: just It it would be, it it places him in a situation where it's very easy to go, oh yeah, it's his fault. Like if he hadn't taken him away and gone to those caves then everything would be fine. Yeah. But like that's that's life. Like that's it's a freak accident that you, you can't predict it like kids are going to go get in get in trouble they're going to go do do stuff i i don't think it was yeah technically the decision that they you could say it was on the little brother the little brother said okay i'm going to go with you if he had said no mom said we should you know do whatever then it wouldn't happen too it's i mean the sliding doors like every little decision fractures off into off the sacred timeline (laughs) like every tiny little one at any point during that, someone else, something else could have happened. Someone else could have intervened, or but it, it didn't, and it's just no one's fault. It just happened. I, I, I see the reaction of
1: mother, and the way that she just spirals right, and yeah. I, just, I, it's like it's watching someone's grief, you know, and it's hard. It's hard to watch. It is hard to watch.
0: Yeah, you, know, you with, can empathize with her. I mean, with the which is also yeah you know, definitely with the dad who's now stuck between this because she now hates her other son. The dad does not. The dad is like, I get it. Like it. Like I still love you. This is a thing that happened. The mom becomes abusive, and it's like, ha- like even Mark just with his like with that that trauma of him going, if I hadn't brought him here, this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't be mom, wouldn't hate me. And you see him like huddling in his room, like crying, like, that's not my mom. Cause he's like, no, that like, this is different. This isn't who, this isn't who I, who yeah. I knew. This is a totally different person now. This is a, this is a separate personality. And his brain goes, you got to do something to no. get away from, to get away from this, like to make this, to make this where it doesn't hurt and puts all the hurt on this other personality. We just see that personality personified yeah we saw it first
1: yeah and and the scene with mark where he's trying to clean up his room and, and the like where he where where mark changes to steven watching them change yeah. like that origin of the change right like that is that's i i, I interpreted that as that's where steven was born essentially right
0: was, yeah that's where it broke off
1: and this, watching, his,
0: his brain needed that scapegoat
1: watching him be just presumably we don't see it, but watching, you know, Mark desperately trying to keep Steven away from seeing that it makes way more sense because he does not want him to, I mean, this to reaction, see
0: him get beaten.
1: Yeah. It's the reaction Steven has is you created me to take your, your trauma, your punishment, your, you know, your whatever you couldn't handle it. So you needed me. Um, and in a way it, it, it
0: it's compartmentalization like that's you have trauma childhood you have trauma all over the place and you just tuck it away for later where it's going to jump out and bite you like we just we're just seeing it seeing it happen visually like this is this plays out over i would argue everyone
1: yeah i could. i can i can agree with that i think everyone has their everyone has their trauma that they carry with them um not to the extent not to this you know, visualization, not whatever word. Maybe
0: I mean, I maybe mean. some people. I, I'm. I know some people do.
1: It's just, it's awful, and and the way that. It it's like it, I equated it to, you know, in Loki when He Who Remains is talking about, you know, little little choices, and he, you know, how the whole TVA was created to to keep the branches in line, to keep them trimmed, to keep everybody, to keep everybody, you know, separate, but away from each other or or separate, but whole it's, this was that moment. This was the branch right for Mark in that moment. This is where he branches off of the Mark path. And this is even, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not, you know, I, my best friends, my wife, everyone I know is involved in social work and the care of the mind. Um, And for me, I'm not. This is not what I do. This is not what I learn. So I think seeing this from that perspective, it was just, it's, it's brutally hard to watch. Um, And I think that was the moment that, that struggled for me the most emotionally was watching this little kid who has no idea. Steven has no idea why he's in trouble in that moment. And he just bears that punishment and
0: Yes, why is my mom beating me?
1: Oh, and it's later. It's, it's you know, when Mark breaks down at the funeral and, you know, he's having a hard emotional time. Just seeing Steven, you know, this is the episode where Steven realizes, like, my mom is dead. And, you know, like, oh, let's call Mrs., uh, Mrs. Spectre. And watching him go and realize, like, my mother is dead. I can't talk to her on the phone. And the dial tone, like, it's just fucking tough man like yeah i'm not gonna lie like this episode hit hard to me for those those aspects um it's like watching the deconstruction of a human and the construction <laughs> of a human at the same time if that makes sense.
0: like i said i think it i think it really didn't hit for me emotionally just because it just kind of compressed immediately into that cycle once i saw it it's like oh okay i think i see the pieces where these are going otherwise yeah yeah.
1: maybe that's why did you people?
0: deal with enough like trauma and BS it's like oh okay now I got it like <laughs> this is this is good this is let's why. just let's just compress this to the broad strokes let's protect the brain this is why my wife you know my wife has this
1: his disability not, not the multiple personalities part no, no <laughs> but like the, the compartmentalization she talks about this all the time and it's because of the shit she's seen in her life and like you don't see this shit sitting behind a computer screen you know fixing fixing things for people um it's just this is why trauma is handled well by some and not well by others um but
0: everyone handles it differently
1: moving moving on from my emotional very emotional on um, near near collapse here after <laughs> this episode I, I i did appreciate that we kind of get it almost felt a little bit clip showish um with the like mark Specter, this is your life kind of deal um, you know, let's walk through all the things you've been through. Um,
0: yeah, the couple of the doors when they oh, that was that was cool. Oh, then this oh, then this. Yeah, very very. It's a wonderful life.
1: Yeah. Seeing all the people he killed. Like I totally I knew that as soon as we walked in that room and those people weren't moving. I'm like, these are all the people that Khonshu Yeah. had in the set. And I guess that scene didn't resonate with me at all because Mark says those are bad people right? Like, they're, he hurts the worst of the worst. And we know Konshu deals out punishment to those who deserve it. Which is if, a
0: way to justify yeah. it, but you still have to be the tool to do it. And each one right. of those faces, each one of those things is still not not like, inherently good, just because they were bad people doesn't mean what you did was good.
1: No. But the way he calls them out by where they were, like New York, uh, Gabon, and, and the others... I think one was the Philippines, maybe. Um, maybe that's where, I, I, I don't know. It just, that scene was, when that little boy came in the room, though, I was like, please yeah. tell me he hasn't killed a little boy. Um, I, I was, that would have been a little dark um, for this show to go there. I mean, and this was a pretty dark show um, to begin with. Both both cinematographically, like, like picture-wise, this was really dark. Like this episode was really dark at times.
0: Yeah, it was hard um, to see.
1: But, um. No, I mean you didn't I, get I, a better TV to watch this. One? No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't run out. Of <laughs> TV. Um, I I liked that we got to see the moment that Kanchu and Mark became entwined. Um, I, I like the fact that you know Stephen is the one just standing up for Mark and kind of defending him, and that Kanchu does yeah. does he's
0: been manipulating
1: you from the beginning. He does trick him a little bit here. I, I didn't think it was that much of a manipulation, truthfully. Um, but you know, Stephen was Mark was dying in that moment. I think it was implied he was dying, yeah. um, and, and
0: I, he comes I, in and takes advantage of it to deal with the devil. I appreciated.
1: I appreciated that we got to see, you know, the the creation of Moonlight. Um, I there there is a. I, I I listened to last week's episode and I found myself at times I feel like skipping over things I, I feel like this show to some extent I enjoy it but I am I guess I am condensing it to some of the bigger plot points yeah um, there's and, all
0: kinds of little tiny details but I mean you could dive down that rabbit hole for forever mm-hmm I mean, we're we're not necessarily unless we notice it. We're not like a you know go back and check the background on each frame kind of um, kind of I, podcast. That's a little. I, I don't have I don't have time for that.
1: No, if if I see something, I'll call it out. And then I mean,
0: or here, yeah, our I, resident audiophile.
1: I I did like the explanation that Tawit gives them when you see the souls coming down and the I guess like the purple fire. I chose to interpret that as Tarweet saying those were the souls that Harrow is, is sending to them. That, like, yeah, she's the
0: ones that are coming in too fast.
1: They're not supposed to be doing this. Like, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. So I, I interpreted that as, as kind of saying, like, Amit is what they're doing for Amit is wrong. You know, like, this was confirmation if you needed it. That like, hey, you shouldn't be killing people or judging, prejudging people this way, right? Um, and I I appreciate the fact that they simplified the end of this episode. Um, you know, we do get the battle scene with Mark and Stephen, and Stephen gets to finally, you know, he kind of finally believes in himself when he's like, well, if it's in, if it's in you, Mark.
0: Yeah, then it's in me, and that he way. knows now. I I think I think before this, it was always like a in the back of his mind of like, no, I don't really, I don't really buy that. I am my own person. Like that. There's something, something's off here. I am my own person. And then he finds out like the personality realizes, Oh no, I'm not. So it really is. The power is in you. It was in you all along, Harry.
1: (laughs) It was in you all along.
0: Um, it, it, It
1: fits. It certainly fits that like we give him that ability. And then immediately we kill Mark or we kill Steven in that moment. Um, which to your point earlier, it, it did need to happen. Um, you know, I think we're, we're, you know, reaching the terminus of this, this show. Um, this is the penultimate episode.
0: Um, and I think it, I think it makes sense through the lens of like this psychology aspect where it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't need that personality to shield him anymore. He's coming to terms. Like we got to see the temple of doom scene, like, Oh, I thought you would explode, which is hilarious to me. (laughs) she's <laughs> like oh it worked <laughs> and like the, the scales are not in balance because there's this there's this thing this trauma this th- mm-hmm. like extra person essentially it's been created and cultivated over 25 years 30 years
1: you can't be and that's
0: if you're not you about yourself right yeah like, i mean maybe I, that's what i
1: that's what i was taking away from it is that you're like this whole time it was you know when um, when uh, Harrow tries to judge him, like the scales of don't balance, and he says there's chaos in you, right? Like that's that it fit that like once you remove one of the personalities, now that yeah. chaos has been removed. Like, so the o-
0: the only reason I'm not sure if we'll see more about the sarcophagus thing is because the scales balanced after two hearts, and yeah. I know I know for this story to like for this chapter to end, and for him to be able to get back. To where he's where he's going to go, impact and make a difference, and finish up this, you know, like stop Harrow and all that, all that stuff. Like yeah. I know it needed to happen because that's the rules they set forth in this episode. Was oh, the scales have to balance, or you can't leave. Right. That's the only clue that I would have that. Oh, maybe that was just a red herring when they showed that extra sarcophagus. I maybe that's just a deep. Maybe they said that's like the memory of his brother, that's deeply locked away. Perhaps. I still think it'd be interesting to see because we've already alluded to another personality when they're like, "Was that you? No. Was that you? No."
1: <laughs> That's why I think we. Will. I I don't think we're done with Stephen. Uh, I th- or is I th- that that could be Conchu? It could be. Um. Or it could be somebody Which, different. Uh, you know, it could be. It as- would,
0: if it's Conchu, it would explain why. A, we don't see it other than like a sarcophagus sitting there. And why the scales balance? Because Conchus trapped in a little stone statue right now.
1: There's just there's so much that has to happen. I feel like this whenever we get to an end of a se- end of a series, you all I always end up thinking like there's so much that needs to be told and there's so many questions that need to be answered that we've had you know five hours of TV, and we're you know expecting it to wrap up in one hour. Yeah. Something's not forty done.
0: in forty six minutes, I believe
1: yeah some, something's not going to be wrapped up yeah um and, and that didn't feel like the end of steven's character I, i'm just going to be honest with you like no, it,
0: i didn't think so either but i i think for the i just for the needs of you know the actors in the show i think it yeah. is but it, yeah it didn't feel if it, it was like oh no he's going to be fine
1: I think we're where we end this episode with Mark in the, the field of reeds, which is like uh, kind of like heaven, I'm guessing, um, or a heaven or, or.
0: It is, I believe, according to Taurette, it is, it is an afterlife. Like, Man, Oh, it... is that the, is that, is that the afterlife? It is an afterlife, which I think is fascinating. And I love that, that theory that all of those belief systems all have their, their afterlives. Like you, you get what you believe like kind of thing yeah like like but there like there is there is a religion there is a truth and how we view it through the lens of reality is where it all skews off so like some people they get the field of read some people get valhalla like and it's just depends on kind of where your where your world's belief structure was at that point and that's where you end up and I mean, maybe you can cross planes. It's just like, oh, this is the one you get. Uh, you can go visit that one, because there's all kinds of different planes in this, you know, like of this floating consciousness. That's a
1: really cool, that's a really cool theory. You're right. That is a,
0: that's a very interesting. it's essentially what Towerette says. Yeah. Like in, when she's like just kind of explaining it, going, this is just one of them. Like, this isn't the place where everyone goes. This is just a place where they go.
1: Some people can choose to come here, some cannot.
0: Yeah, we're all stardust. The good, the good get what they deserve, and those who are not end up in the sand.
1: It's it's just, I guess I, I think it's setting us up for Mark to have to sacrifice. Um, and I think you know I think we're gonna see some some sort of resolution with his mother. Um, I think that has to happen for this character. Um, I. I where we stand right now, I don't think Mark is going to survive this show. And as the form of Confuse, you know, he's not going to be Moon Knight when the show ends. I think it's safe to say, with him, with Oscar Isaac agreeing to not come back to Marvel, Oscar Isaac's Mark Mark is going to be gone. Um, yeah, He's going to get some form of a happy ending. Whether that is a heroic happy ending, a tragic happy ending, which... I don't really see tragic in the cards because that's not really what Marvel does, um, but
0: but it might I, fit. Say that again. It might fit. It might like fit. It, it, it would be interesting fit. to see to see if they. Well, I, I mean, I guess everybody everybody who's listening to this has probably finished the show and has been like, is going like, oh my god, like this is this is how it ends. Just get but, there. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it would be it would be interesting. I mean, that's probably what Mark deserves, even though he's tried to tried to be good and tried to maintain at least justification for his actions uh, to keep himself on the side of good and protect himself uh, mentally from all this stuff. Like He doesn't I don't see him getting the, the Steve Rogers ending. No, no, I
1: don't think he deserves that. No, Um. no, he's he's a murderer. I mean, he's like
0: and- a tragic antihero. He's like the Punisher. I mean, he's more... Yeah, to me. The Punisher, but without the, the weird police obsession with vigilante justice. Um,
1: he fits more along the line with you know, uh, not Winter Soldier, uh, but like Iron Patriot. Um, why am I blanking on this guy's name? The Walmart. America. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was his name? Um, wow, that's going to bother me. Is um, it
0: just the Patriot? Is it, the Patri- it? Um, I don't know. I might be confusing this with just like the news. <laughs> that's that's possible. Sometimes research sounds like typing.
1: It is, and in this moment, it definitely sounds like typing. Um, <laughs> man, this is disappointing. I'm sitting here looking at his action figure on the wall. Um, Wyatt Russell. That <laughs> name—that's name. the actor's name, John. Walter. It is an, U.S. It is indeed US, U.S. Patriot. Yes, that's his name. Yeah. Ha. Ah,
0: we got wow. there. Um, there's cute. only there's only so much space on the island, and <laughs> every now and again, a penguin gets kicked off. Uh, that's just how it works. Can't keep all the penguins on the island.
1: <laughs> I, I think I think where we're ending with this show. I mean, coming into next week is this has been enjoyable. I, I have enjoyed watching this uh, as far as rewatchable rewatchability. I don't know that this is a series I'm going to pick up, you know, on Disney plus and go, Oh, let's dive back into moonlight.
0: Yeah. I think this will probably end up pretty much like Wyatt Russell's us Patriot in our brains. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, it's there. It's good. Like we I enjoy, it. I you yeah. know, we saw it. It's good. We have, these six episodes of this podcast to memorialize it for us in perpetuity, at least until the machines take over and the apocalypse happens or Ragnarok. I don't know your belief structure. Uh, (laughs) You know what? That's that's it. You know, what was enjoyable
1: about this episode and this week is that we were able to focus solely on the, the science fiction and, and the fact that there was a lot going on this week, um, both in universe, out of universe, um, it, it was an enjoyable week from that aspect for me. Is that yeah. we can podcast that was just about the nerd shit that we want to talk about. Um, yeah, it, it was nice to have a little bit of escapism for this last hour.
0: Uh, I did. I liked. I liked the episode. Like it was. It was an enjoyable episode. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited to see how they conclude it. That's where I'm. I, I think that's where I'm.
1: I'm intrigued, you know, this was maybe the second time I had watched more than just like a day in advance. Like I, I watched, I think on Saturday and I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And now talking about it now, I think some of the luster has worn off. I think this was, this was more emotional for me than I think some of the other episodes, but I'm excited to see. I mean, look, we've got episode six is coming up. It's gods and monsters. Um, which you guys have probably already all seen at this point. But if you're watching along with us, um, first of all, more
0: power you. to you Man. for the
1: strength. Um, that's, that's all good on you guys. Um, so a, as we wrap up here again, um, just a, a quick note, like we are dangerously close to putting um, some... another
0: human on the planet.
1: Well, the, the good <laughs> news is, is that recording this so early in the week does lead for the possibility that you guys may
0: not hear the episode <laughs> of um the the, uh, the mysterious what? lost episode of Avatar <laughs> episode of Avatar like
1: the thing is is my personal opinion and my wife hates me for this opinion um she definitely hates this opinion is she I really think, likes Avatar uh, no I think my okay. the the podcast son the prodigal podcast son. I think is going to make his appearance sometime this weekend, um, like Saturday or Sunday. Uh, my and wife, is she like
0: no now. <laughs> my
1: wife is very much like he needs to make his appearance um, yesterday.
0: Yeah, uh, like
1: let's so. let's go. <laughs> so the good news is, is the episode. This episode is recorded on Monday. There's a decent chance, depending on when he chooses to make his appearance, that. We may not have an episode of Avatar. Um, in the if theme. he
0: does hang oh. on until the premiere date of <laughs> Obi Wan, you've got to call him either Ben or Obi. I mean, <laughs> we will. Sorry, have... we're, we're moving to Ben Jr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, here's the thing um, we are still going to do Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I that is a commitment of this podcast, is we will record Obi Wan. Oh, yes. Um, so I know there is a diehard listener that wants that episode of avatar. We might just release that as a special episode or never hold that for never. future holding it, holding on hold forever. Hold. Much like the game stock, game stock stock, uh, stock of 2020. We are going to hold, um, until you guys just demand that we release that episode. Um,
0: I say, say, we hold it until we finish the. Ne- oh, we get, we get seven to twelve, and we're like, oh, this wasn't that bad. That way, it's not just, not just an hour and a half Rucking shitting Avatar. on an <laughs> We could, we could go like a back to back. That's, that's more insight. Like we've given that spoiler so many times, no one's even going to have to listen to it. They're going to be like, oh, they didn't enjoy it. You're right, we didn't. Uh, but you know what, we did enjoy this episode of Moon Knight. And that... and the lovely a lovely uh, sponsor that i had tonight early times um which i'm pretty sure is named after having a toddler uh, <laughs> so every night is early times we are gonna w- at two three four five and six a.m we are early gonna, times
1: <laughs> we're gonna wish the snark uh pleasant dreams and hope that he does get some sleep tonight um please god let him get some sleep tonight thank your your amazing wife um much appreciated to her um, for, you know, uh, uh, making this happen with us tonight. That was big up, big ups. <laughs> That's very Buck. helpful. Um, and we are going to leave this one as we always do by letting the snark take us out.
0: May the force be with you.
1: Talk to you guys next week.